Milton Hershey School in Hershey, Pennsylvania, we make that a reality for children from qualifying families who are looking for greater opportunities. Milton Hershey School enrolls students from pre-K through 12th grade from across the United States to live and learn on a beautiful state-of-the-art campus with all costs covered. Students who are accepted to Milton Hershey School have access to a top-tier education along with health care, meals, housing, and fully funded career pathways to pursue whatever they're passionate about, from performing arts to internships to coding. Students can even accrue up to $95,000 to continue their education after high school thanks to the generosity of Chuck Milton Hershey and his wife Catherine. Are you looking to set your child up for success or know a child who could benefit from Milton Hershey School? Learn more at mhskids.org backslash admissions. Retirement can be scary, but only if you're not prepared. That's why AARP created thisispretirement.org. Because unless you've already retired, you're in pretirement and you still have time to plan. Learn about retirement savings options, potential tax breaks, and how you can build savings over time. Visit thisispretirement.org for free resources to help you customize your action plan and feel the retirement fear disappear. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I'm a pilot, martial artist, mountain biker, hiker. The thing that brings me down is my feet. Do you want to be more active and start exercising, but you can't because you know you're going to have real pain and discomfort? Listen to Randy and his real experience at the Good Feet Store. When my wife finally talked me into going into the Good Feet Store, the salesperson there immediately started investing himself in my problem. This is not something that you could solve online. There's got to be somebody there that can help you find that fit. You put in the art supports and your day becomes better and Good Feet has saved the day. We want to help you get back to doing the things you love. Visit the Good Feet store today on Coldwater Road next to Joanne Fabric. Trade in your bad feet and start the new year with Good Feet and get healthy in 2024. There's no appointment necessary. Just stop in and learn how Good Feet can help you find relief with no shots, no medication, and no surgery. Live from the Hoopy Insurance Services Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, The Fan, Fort Wayne, Indiana. This is a presentation of high school sports on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show. Learn more about the Hoopy Fieldhouse. Now available to schedule practice times for your league or team at hoopyfieldhouse.com. Now here's your host, Justin Kenny. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. I am Justin Kenny. Talking area high school basketball until 7 o'clock or so. Hopefully having a good evening and a unseasonably warm day here in northeast Indiana. Sounds like it'll be the same tomorrow. And you know, sectional week is always, uh, uh, and regional week, always kind of at the whim of the weather. And at least through the girls, sectional and regional week, we have avoided any weather-related issues. We'll see where we're at. In about three weeks or so when the boys get started on the sectional side of things. But plenty to talk about tonight, both girls and boys basketball. We'll talk to Dan Vance of Outside the Huddle here in just a couple seconds. We'll get his thoughts on the sectionals that were concluded on the girls' side last weekend. We'll talk about the regional matchups coming up on Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday. Remember, it's just a one-game regional. 
with the change that the IHSAA made now a one-game regional, two-game semi-state. So next Saturday will be those two wins will get you into the state championship. We'll talk some girls basketball with Reggie Tharp, head coach of the Snyder Panthers, as his team preps for regional round coming up on Saturday. That'll be around 7.15. Matt Schaus, head boys coach of the Columbia City Eagles, will be on the show at the bottom of the hour. Talk about some NE8 basketball, and then we'll wrap it up with Dave Randall, former Woodland boys coach, now Woodland girls coach, and we'll talk about the Warriors earning their first sectional championship in 34 years last Saturday at Garrett and the preparations that Woodland is under to prepare for Hamilton Heights coming up on Saturday. So plenty to get to, and let's jump right into it with our buddy Dan Vance from outside the huddle. Evening, Dan. Hey, Justin, how's it going? Doing well, sir, and wanted to start on the girls' side of things and, and look back first at sectional week and any big surprises, anything catch you off guard from uh, from Tuesday through Saturday of last week? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the big one that we have to look at, and it's a surprise not just through the week, but a surprise champion is the Fremont girls. Um, you know, this is a team that is very young, uh, some, some really talented freshmen, including Grace Sherlock on that team, uh, but has some experience. And we thought that maybe that next year was going to be a year where we could see Fremont really blossom. Uh, for them to come in and win the sectional that they won, uh, you know, the sectional that uh, Central Noble upset Eastside on Tuesday in a really good game. But we knew that would be a good game to be close. But Fremont was a team that was there at the middle of the NECC, and this was kind of an NECC elite uh, sectional they were in. So uh, kudos to them. The Fremont girls have played an exceptional season. I think they were better than expected uh, just because you, they knew we had good freshmen coming in and Grace and then Maya Turner, but – you don't know how they're going to be able to perform on the varsity level. The varsity level from eighth grade, no matter what you do in the summer uh, with you or grassroots, uh, how it prepares you for the high school varsity level, you don't really know until you get there. Uh, and they were ready, uh, and Fremont put on a, a really great week, uh, win the championship game on a bucket by Addie Parr. Uh, it was a really nice shot. And now the Fremont girls are kind of ahead of the curve where we expected them to maybe be a sectional contender next year. Uh, to have a chance to play for a regional title this weekend. Yeah, they'll take on Lewis Cass on Saturday at 4 o'clock in regional action. Dan, I wanted to ask you about uh, about Columbia City. They spent time as the number one team in, in the entire state of Indiana, regardless of class, this season, yet now the fifth straight season in which Homestead has ended their season. It seems like a recurring nightmare for Columbia City, and it was an ultra-talented team, but in the end, fall short to a familiar foe in the sectional championship? Yeah, you know, it, it, it could be pinned on a number of things. Um, you know, we, we talk every year about the strength of the SAC, um, and you can see that in a team like Bishop Bluers, who is playing for a regional title this weekend, except they were a middle-of-the-pack SAC team. Uh, the strength of schedule is very tough. Not to take anything away from Columbia City, they really uh, challenged themselves this year with their schedule. Uh, there were no off nights for them. Um, except for a couple of conference games against some lesser conference teams. But they really, at a conference, really challenged themselves. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think there's a factor there at Homestead called Rod Parker. And he always has talent, so take zero away from the ridiculous amount of talent he has there. But Rod always finds a way to get it done. Um, he's one of the best coaches in the state. Many would make the argument that he might be the best girls coach in the state for a reason. Uh, and at the end of the day, he is able to uh, coach those girls uh, 
so strongly that I, I don't think it's an upset by any stretch of the imagination. But yeah, it's it's impressive. It's hard to beat a team when you're looking at Columbia City and Homestead. Even when the rosters change, they do things uh, both places a very kind of clinical way. Like they they are very good for a reason year after year in both places. Uh, so to be able to win five in a row in postseason play is impressive. And you know the roster stack and Royce coming back from a torn ACL basically at the end of the season uh, gives them a little bit of a bolster for the postseason. So uh, impressive win for Homestead. That Columbia City team, you hate to see it. Uh, super talented team. They have some talent back, obviously, led by Addison Baxter, who will be back and will be a Miss Basketball candidate next year. But you do lose some some high-level talent, Molly Baker and Kendra Sheets and others there. So you hate to see them fall short uh, of any championship this year, obviously losing one game in the NEA to Norwell. So uh, you hate to see it for them, but kudos to Homestead. Uh, it's a well-oiled machine for a reason. And uh, uh, maybe a Homestead team a little bit ahead of schedule. You mentioned getting Emma Royce back, the senior. That was huge. But this is a very sophomore-dominated team when you look at Maya Epps and you look at Gabby Helsom and Whitney Ankenbrook and Kendall McLaughlin, McLaughlin the, the younger sister of Carissa. So in a way, you felt like if any year was going to go Columbia City's way with their veteran seniors, you thought it'd be this year. But Homestead, again, credit to Rod Parker and credit to that young, particularly that sophomore class that – grew up a lot and maybe a little bit ahead of schedule. Yeah, and, and I think that you have to give a little bit of credit to uh, to last year's Homestead team. You know, they beat Columbia City Tuesday night of sectionals last year. Great game, arguably the game of the year last year. Um, and, you know, that senior class left. And so, like, you, to your point, Columbia City, this could be the year. They had everybody back. And Homestead lost some really big pieces when you look at, like, Molly Stock and Allie Stevens. But that class, uh, you know, there's a tradition there at Homestead. Don't be the one that lets down. Uh, and that can be said on the boys' side, too. It's, it's just kind of something that is expected. Uh, Homestead expects to win things. And so, you know, credit to the, the the classes that have been there before this group for sophomores right now. They get the next group prepared, and they always have. Dan Vance from outside the huddle joining us here this evening on the High School Coaches Show to kick things off. And, Dan, when you look at the regional schedule coming up this weekend, you have Homestead playing McCutcheon at Marion. You have Snyder playing Noblesville there as well and remember it's just a one game regional uh you have woodland against hamilton heights at lapel you have norwell down at caston playing benton central uh you have lures playing lcc uh at west dell and then fremont where's fremont at they're at belmont that's right they are at belmont and uh we'll play lewis cast so when you look at this um lineup i guess are there some matchups where you say oh this is going to be a herculean effort to to advance and conversely are there some favorable matchups for our teams yeah you know um but both fremont and woodland have uh big matchups ahead of them lewis cass is very strong the hampton heights is uh ridiculous in some ways sometimes so uh i think those are going to be two probably the two toughest matchups that we look at uh for teams that local teams to advance out of um but again i want to say with woodland because we haven't talked about them credit to them it's another team where we talk about you know, you looked at their record this year, and throughout the year, there were times you'd see people chime in, social media or whatever, that Woodland was underachieving, not living up to expectations. This is a team that graduated one of the best players in the history of their, uh, their team. Their coach retired, and you bring in a great coach in Dave Randall, but it's still a different system. And they really gritted out a tough schedule, too. For an ACAC team, they had a very tough schedule that strengthened them for this run. Um, so they're a team that... Hamilton Heights is very good, and I think that's why they're the favorites in that one. But Woodland is is a strong team. 
uh, and they've had more and more girls step up as they've adapted to Dave Randall's style um, and, and how he does things and his level of expectation. Uh, they've been impressive. So to me, those are the two that will, that will struggle the most. Um, you know, I really like Norwell's matchup. I think that's, to me, the clear uh, favorite of the area teams left to win a regional. But I think that Snyder, Homestead, and Bishop Lewis all have favorable matchups as well. Dan, I wanted to ask you before we transition over to the boys' side real quick, in terms of this new format, I know it's been a couple years now, with the one game for regional. It used to be, of course, having to win twice on regional weekend. Uh, your thoughts on it? Now semi-state is that win-two on Saturday uh, format, but uh, your thoughts on basically flip-flopping the regional and semi-state? Yeah, you know, I, I'm a traditionalist, so of course I hate it. Um, but also at the same time, uh, th- there's something to be said about uh, you really have to grind it out to get to a state final um, and, and to get to that game to win two. And so there's part of me that likes that, that the grind, uh, the hardest day of the year. And, and you and I have talked about this for years. My favorite day of the year was always regionals, girls, regionals, boys, regionals because of that format. Yeah. And so there's something to be said about it being the week before state. And you really have to put your best foot forward to get to a state final. It makes it, you know, harder in ways to get to a state final, I think. But then there's conversely, the other side of that is now your double risk of injury, uh, your double risk of running kids down the week before a state finals. It would be a little bit different if you, you know, had a gap week. But uh, so there's pros and cons on both sides. But the traditionalists in me, you know, preferred regionals. I, I always enjoyed it. Um, it's the same environment, you know, going to the semi-state week. So it's not like the environment changes. But I just like it a little bit more uh, coming out of the grind of sectionals and regionals and then um, – it's, it's not as much of a mad dash then to get to the state finals. Dan, looking over on the boys' side of things really quick, Wayne uh, sitting undefeated at the top of the SAC 7-0. Saw some interesting scores earlier this week, particularly Southside knocking off Bishop Lures on Tuesday. And I talked to Coach Coffing on Wednesday. He was none too happy about that game in terms of how his team played. Uh, Wayne is all but assured of the SAC. They need to beat Southside and Concordia to really wrap it up without having to share it or any type of tiebreaker. But in terms of the landscape of the SAC as we approach just uh, two games for most teams left, has it shaken out as you expected? Are there some surprises in terms of positive and negative that you've seen in the SAC this year? Um, you know, I think that the the fact that it's so balanced is kind of what we expected. Like when you look at these games, Southside beating Lures, uh, Carroll, who hasn't had the year we expected, beats Northside. So no game is a given. Uh, and I think Wayne's learning that. They had a scare put in them earlier this week with Homestead and the return of Will Jamison, which, you know, is great. You know, Lures played them tough. Homestead just played them tough. Southside, knowing how well they're playing coming off Lures. And I've seen Concordia play. They're not a, an easy out either if they start hitting the three very well. Um, so I think in the regards of we expected Wayne to be at the top, so yes. Uh, we expected there to be a lot of parity in the conference, so yes there as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it's far from over, and I think that's probably something that Coach Anthony Brewer and Wayne are focusing on this week. Chase Barnes came back in the Homestead game after missing some time, uh, which is a key cog for them, obviously. So uh, shaking out the way we expected, but uh, to this point, you know, it's, it's far from over with two games left. You mentioned the return of Will Jamison for Homestead, and it, it's great to see. And in terms of on the court, this is a guy that, um, that that you considered one of the best five players in the area in boys basketball entering the season. What kind of boost does that give Homestead? I know they fell to 
Wayne last last Friday, but that was a, a really good game. Or I think it was last. It was earlier this week on Tuesday. But uh, in terms of Homestead entering the postseason, how much does the return of Will Jamison boost them, especially when you look at a potential rematch with the Wayne Generals in sectional play? Yeah, I mean, I think it's huge. It's it's huge not only because Will is so talented as a basketball player, but it's huge emotionally for this team who's had to, you know, uh, go through that huge emotionally through for Will to get back, uh, and that's a boost. And it's, I think, uh, something that hasn't been, you know, stated as well as it has, the experience of Will Jamison is a huge boost for Homestead. You're talking about a team that returned just one kid who had ever touched a varsity court in Alex Graber this year. Uh, to have Will back, a kid who has started who has contributed at a high level uh the leadership the experience that he has uh in the postseason especially I, I think it's major for them all right dan uh we appreciate all the time all the insight thanks a lot regional weekend coming up for the girls and of course the boys postseason to be starting here in just a couple weeks plenty to talk about in the next couple weeks and we'll talk to you next thursday sounds good all right, that was dan vance from outside the huddle joining us here to kick off the show this evening going to take a break Coming back with Reggie Tharp, head girls basketball coach of the Snyder Panthers as his team prepares for regional Saturday and a matchup with Noblesville. We'll talk to Coach Tharp when we come back. Of, of course, uh, Matt Schaus of Columbia City and Dave Randall of the Woodland Warriors will also join us during this hour here on a full show, full show, full hour here on the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. After years of discomfort, it's like I'm alive again. Sonia Hackett talks about how QC Kinetics changed her life. QC Kinetics has given me my quality of life back. Before QC Kinetics, Sonia suffered from horrible knee and back pain stemming from a car accident. I was wearing knee braces just to try to maneuver around. Sonia hated the idea of pain meds, and surgery seemed too risky. So she turned to the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics, the leaders in advanced regenerative medicine. That consultation just changed my life. I can do the treadmill, everything. I don't have anything holding me back. The quality of life is pain-free. QC Kinetics has made us very happy. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation today. I'm going to get emotional again. They are like family members to me. They care. Call QC Kinetics now. Call QC Kinetics, 260-333-9383. That's 260-333-9383. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash radio. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash radio. That's hymns.com slash radio for your free online visit, himscom slash R-A-D-I-O. Listen to Purdue Fort Wayne Mastodons men's basketball right here. It's showtime, baby! All season long as they try to rumble to the top of the Horizon League. Gunshark! Rams it home! 
Mastodon's basketball. His three-pointer on the way. It's a road trip to the state capitol as the Mastodons take on IUPUI Saturday at noon. Pre-game, 11.45 a.m. Mastodons basketball, exclusively on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. I'm Justin Ketting. Coming up a little later this evening, starting at the top of the hour, it'll be the pregame show for the Indiana Pacers and the Golden State Warriors. The Pacers look to get a win tonight in their only matchup with the Warriors this season. Coming up tomorrow night, it'll be boys basketball, Snyder Panthers and Bishop Lures over from Bishop Lures as the Knights trying to bounce back from a loss to Southside earlier this week. Coverage will start about 7.30. Following that, the Parkview Sports Medicine High School Basketball postgame show, Life at the Southgate Pizza Hut. That will start about 9.15. And then we have regional basketball coming up on Saturday, including the Snyder Panthers will take on the Noblesville Millers and head coach of the Snyder Panthers, Coach Reggie Tharp, joins us right now. Evening, Coach. Good evening. How you doing? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Thanks for dropping in on us and and kind of put a cap on sectional week. I mean, when you when you have to come out of the gate and and play a really good Northrop team on a Tuesday, I know that you know anything can happen uh, in, a, in a game on a Tuesday night. But you guys were able to weather that storm, get the win, and then knock off DeKalb and Carroll to win uh, a sectional championship. Kind of take us through the week and uh, and how you felt your girls performed. Um, well, when we first looked at the draw, we knew that we, like, to me, it was the worst possible draw imaginable. I mean, when you're looking at playing, you know, one of the tougher teams in the SAC, them playing them first game, and then <clears throat> the way we beat them the first game um, was kind of, you know, it's one of those things where it's, it's fool's goal, but it's not. Like, you know, we shot the ball extremely well, and it was just one of those emotional games the first time we played them. So coming back around, you knew they wanted to, you know, kind of have a better showing against us, and they did. Um, and the girls actually were dealing with a, a loss of a classmate earlier um, that week. Actually, the day before a uh, sectional game, they lost one of their classmates. So it was just an emotional week. Uh, we found a way to rally together, stay together, and ended up pulling out a win against Northrop. And I think, you know, once we got going against the Cal, that kind of got us back on track. Um, as far as playing Snyder basketball. Yeah, you mentioned the, the, the tragic loss of Adesia Oki on Monday, and, and we talked so much about on the court, but I can't imagine trying to balance uh, that news and dealing with that with, like you said, just your most challenging game, at least on paper, in, in sectional play, having to come up on Tuesday. I can't imagine trying to balance those things. Yeah, and I mean, it was just extremely emotional, you know I mean? It made basketball so minute. You know, I was dealing with calls to probably about 1.30 um, the, the night before we played sectionals. And, you know, just trying to talk to the girls. And, you know, the school did a great job with uh, the counselors and being there for all of the students. But, I, you know, it, it's just hard to – it was hard to get them back on track basketball-wise. And it showed them how small, how small basketball is and when it comes to life. But um, the girls are so resilient, and uh, they stuck together. And, you know, we just found a way to win. You know, it was ugly. Um, I was expecting it. I was expecting for their emotions to be all over the place, which they were. And, you know, they, they ended up finding a way to pull it out and get the win at the end of the day. 
Coach Reggie Tharp, Snyder Panthers, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. And, uh, Coach, you, you know, we've, we've talked about at length about Jordan Poole for good reason, but this is a very upperclassman-dominated team. You have several seniors, but also a big, real big group of, of juniors that have had some key uh, moments, key minutes for you throughout the season. So it, it definitely at this point, I, I imagine, you know, the old adage is as though juniors are seniors now by the, to- by, by the time – uh, this this time of this the year uh, comes to to play, but you have to feel not with with Jordan Poole, but an exceptional amount of upperclassmen that uh, they've been able to handle this season so far, and should be able to handle the moment coming up on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely, and we prepared like our schedule for this, so you know we had to grow up quick and in a hurry, especially our juniors with the type of schedule that we play. You know, obviously we already played Noblesville. Um, you know, playing like with the Warsaws, the Columbia Cities, the Cal. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, uh, South Bend, Washington. Um, you know, just wanted to load us up to get us prepared for a postseason run. And like you said, the juniors had to step up quick and they had to, you know, learn on the fly. Um, like one of our juniors that's been exceptionally playing exceptionally well for us is Kyra Parker. She's made some big shots for us, and she's starting to, you know, find her way and fill into her role and just, you know, accept everything that we're asking her to do offensively and defensively. Coach, when you look at, at the keys and what you learned the first matchup against Noblesville, you played those guys at a tournament around Christmas time. You fell by six. What can you take from that first matchup into Saturday's showdown? Well, one, I think what, what caught us off guard is how physical they were. I mean, I mean, right off the bat, they, they out-rebounded us. They were pushing us around. Um, so we definitely have to match the physical physicality two is they're just a well-coached machine um they execute at a high level every girl on their team knows what they're supposed to be doing and they they've accepted their roles so um and and they don't beat themselves it's hard for us when we rely so much on ball pressure and pressing and trapping and turning people over when you play a team that's fundamentally sound that can handle pressure and has seen everything like they have um it's tough to turn them over so we definitely, and we talked about it today in practice, we have to be focused. We have to pay attention to detail. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit different this time around. When we played them the first time, we were playing on the, uh, it was a doubleheader. We played on the second game. And um, I think the girl, they got the girls' attention because if you look at their schedule at the time, I think they were around maybe 9 and 8, 9 and 7. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter with them, especially with the record that they play. So, you know, the girls kind of went in it, you know, haphazard thinking they had it. But, you know, Noblesville is just one of those teams that they play a tough schedule. Um, they're well coached. Uh, and you're going to get their best shot every night. Like, it's, it's one of the better teams that we played all year. And then you got a ca- uh, Miss Basketball candidate in Reagan Poole, who's extremely tough to handle on the offensive end. So we've definitely got our work cut out. We know what's ahead of us. Um, and I think we've had a good week of practice leading up into this. So I think we'll be very prepared coming Saturday. And looking at Noblesville, it's a team that knocked off Fishers and HSE in the sectional, two teams that beat Noblesville in the regular season. So you guys are looking to do something that Noblesville was able to do in the sectional round in terms of avenging a regular season loss. Uh, you know, they're very heavy, guard heavy with Noblesville, and you mentioned Reagan Wilson and how good she is. When you look at maybe the keys, does it come down to that strength on strength in the backcourt and, and who can maybe create some mistakes and opportunities? 
I think, yeah, that'll have something to do with it. But I think the biggest thing is going to be inside the paint. Um, I mean, if you go back to that game and watch and look at it, they really dominated us around the paint. And uh, uh, the the next task on their, you know, on the roster is Tipman. Like she's she's five ten. She's super athletic. She's like a bigger version of Nay Nay Donahue. And she does everything that Nay does for us, for them. So she's going to rebound the basketball. She's ahead of their 1-3-1 trap. Uh, She gets to the basket. She's just really physical, and she's got a nonstop motor. So, I mean, you pair that with Reagan and then the other guard, Shoemaker, that they have. I mean, it's it's an incredible task ahead of us. Um, And they're looking us right in the eye. You know, you look at our big three with, with Jordan, uh, Nay and CC, and then you look at their big three with Shoemaker, Wilson, and Tipper. I mean, it's just it's like looking each other right face to face, and you know whoever makes the most plays is obviously going to win. But the physicality portion for me really jumped off when when watching the film again and how they attacked the glass and how Tipper posted and got to the basket. So we're going to have to clean that up first. Uh, we know how great Reagan is, and, you know, we think we've got that figured out. But we got to make sure we clean up the offensive rebounding and um, defensive rebounding as well, make sure we finish every good defensive possession with a box out and a rebound. Coach, before I let you go, it's the second year of the new format where regional round is just one game and the semi-state is two. You guys were able to win a regional, a one-game regional last year and, it, and lost in the in the morning game of the semi-state. In, in your opinion, it was the old style better in terms of doing two regional games in one semi-state or, or the new version? Does it even matter to you? What's a coach's take? Me personally, I you know, either way, you're going to have to play two, whether it be regional or semi-state. I don't think it matters to me. Um, you know, it's, it's a grueling task whenever you get to it. Now for us, it's semi-state. It's, and you've got to be mentally and physically prepared. Like you can't, It's one of those things where you can't play the first game and just so having a bench will definitely be significant for those, you know, that are fortunate enough to make it to semi-state and make it to the semi-state championship. So me, I'm, you know, I'm on the line. Like I, it doesn't bother me when we play it in regionals or semi-state. Um, I, you already know it's coming. So um, personally, I don't, you know, I don't really have a say on whether it's regional or semi-state. I just would like to be fortunate enough to get there and win. And we'll see if Snyder can take that next step coming up at 4 o'clock on Saturday. They will take on Noblesville at Marion uh, after the Homestead-McCutcheon matchup, the first game at Marion on Saturday. Coach, I appreciate it, and good luck to the Panthers on Saturday. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That was Coach Reggie Tharp of the Snyder Panthers joining us. Going to take a break. We'll talk some boys basketball when we come back with Coach Matt Shaw of the Columbia City Eagles after the break. Dave Randall, Woodland Warriors, will also join us between now and the top of the hour. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Hello, name please. Yes, I'm here to pick up an order for Edding, O-E. O-E-T-T-I-N-G, pronounced Edding. (laughs) That's it. Edding Insurance Agency. I've heard the commercials, and how can I forget O-E-T-T-I-N-G? Do you know the name Edding? They're an independent agent representing multiple insurance companies so they can find the right policy with the right coverage at the right price. They compare multiple companies to find the best option for your insurance needs. And they're locally owned, a local business that has been involved sponsoring and coaching local youth sports for the last four decades. Edding Insurance uses their experience as a coach to put together the right game plan for your insurance needs. For auto, home, business, and life insurance, they're an independent auto owner's agent. 
agent. See how much you can save. Contact Edding Insurance Agency, your independent auto owner's insurance agent. O-E-T-T-I-N-G, serving Northeast Indiana from their New Haven office. Online at eddingins.com. That's O-E-T-T-I-N-G-I-N-S.com. It's a new year and time to set business resolutions that stick, like resolving not to worry about payroll. Leave that to our dedicated team at Premier Payroll. Fast, accurate, and easy on your budget, we handle everything from processing payroll to managing payroll tax payments. Whether you are a business owner or an accounting professional needing to provide the best payroll service for your clients, Premier Payroll makes your payroll process simple, smooth, and reliable. Locally owned and serving Northeast Indiana for over 30 years, we we won't sell your business to some national payroll company that only specializes in putting you on hold. Premier Payroll is here when you need us and ready to provide the priority service your business deserves. Fulfill your resolution to never worry about payroll again. Contact Premier Payroll and your first two payroll processes are free. Call 260-471-4661 or visit www.premier-payroll.com. Penn Station East Coast Subs is famous for a lot of things, but none quite like the signature hot grilled Philly cheesesteak. Get the 100% USDA Choice Philly cheesesteak on their famous fresh-baked bread starting at just $6.99. Add fresh cut fries and hand-squeezed lemonade for an unbeatable flavor trio. Dine in or order online. Penn Station, where it's all about good taste. This is the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny. We're here till 7 o'clock talking area high school basketball. Top of the hour, you can catch the pregame show. Indiana Pacers, Golden State Warriors tip off around 8 o'clock. Tomorrow night, it'll be boys basketball here on 1380 The Fan. 100.9 FM, Snyder Panthers at Bishop Lures. Snyder Panthers off a game taking Blackhawk Christian to the brink. Meanwhile, Bishop Lures trying to bounce back from a surprising loss earlier this week to Southside in SAC play. You can catch that game around 7.30 tomorrow evening. It'll be followed up by the Parkview Sports Medicine High School basketball postgame show live at the Southgate Pizza Hut. That'll start about 9:15 tomorrow evening so plenty of sac boys basketball coming up and there'll be some ne8 boys basketball coming up tomorrow night including columbia city and leo head coach of the columbia city eagles coach matt Schaus, who joins us right now evening coach evening thanks for having me on absolutely sir and uh you guys uh, got the win last saturday at norwell and and for a lot of people that that uh, have followed the the northeast state over the past several years seeing that and and norwell has kind of been up and down after the cal- the turn of the calendar year but a very impressive 16 point win on the road you guys have won now six straight games over the likes of belmont and homestead and uh now norwell what's been the key here over the last couple weeks yeah couple good wins in there and it's been a fun stretch of basketball i think we've won games in a variety of ways we've won you know you look back at our scores even the cal game super low possession um type game and um i still thought we played pretty well but the score ended up 35 31 and uh then we score you know 60 plus against you know norwell homestead um and some of those teams so i think the biggest thing for us this past month month and a half 
has just been consistency. Um, you know, I've challenged. We have four guys who really can score the basketball. Um, and early on in the season, you know, there'd be a guy who'd score 21 game and then two of the next. So I just challenge him with consistency and, you know, find ways to put the ball in the basket for us, even if it's just an offensive rebound put back or, you know, sneaking something in there and, and find a way to get to the free throw line, whatever it is. Um, so consistency has been the biggest thing for us, you know, this past month. Hey, Coach, when you look at it, too, you know, two guys that have kind of jumped out to me in terms of Matt Mulligan and, and Brady Hartman, both guys that are seniors and, and really kind of maybe maybe set the tone for the rest of this group. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think, you know, the turning point for Brady Hartman, because we've always known, you know, he, he can be this type of player and do these type of things. But the turning point was our, uh, the, our win over Blackhawk Christian. Um, you can think back to that game. I think he ended up with 23. Um, but, it, but it was just his presence and his physicality and, you know, the way that he scored those 23 and, and the way that he set the tone defensively. Um, I think it just springboarded him into this new year, and um, he's played some great basketball. And obviously, Matthew Mulligan um, is shooting the ball extremely well from the outside and, and finding other ways to score. And yeah, so those—I mean, it seems like those two guys. You look up on on the scoreboard; each of them are close to 20 about every night. Um, so they obviously that helps a, a ton. And then we have Aiden Dinning, who's, who's helping us score in Stratton Fuller. Um, uh, we have four guys I, I believe that could really any one of them on any night could score 20 points. So. Um, that helps, and it, it kind of makes it a dangerous team and, um, you know, hard to scout and, and game plan for. You mentioned Aiden Denning, and, and on my short list is, is one of the most improved players in the area. He's just been a, a tremendous uh, a guy to really step up and, and fill a role for you in his final eligibility season. Yeah, he, he's been great, and I love getting to talk about him and share with him kind of his, his story about what um, or, or his growth as a basketball player. and. You know, he played freshman as a freshman, um, and then from freshman to sophomore year, he took a huge jump, I think probably more than anybody in our program. And then from sophomore to junior, he took an even bigger jump, and then an even bigger jump going into his senior year. And um, the biggest thing, he's just a gym rat. He, he loves to play basketball. He loves the game. You know, he challenges, you know, myself and our other younger coaches um, in one-on-one games, other players after practice, after we've been going for, you know, whatever, hour and a half, two hours. And He's just a gym rat, man, and he loves it and loves to – find ways to get better and, and not only for himself, but better himself for his team. So um, he's, a, he's a fun guy to coach. And, of course, Strat, as you mentioned, just the uh, a dude that can deliver in the clutch, whether it's on the, the football field or the basketball court. It just seems like when when a Columbia City team needs something big to happen, Strat's around. Yep. He, he's just not scared of the moment. And, um, you know, really, I've, even since last year, you just always know what you're going to get from him. He's going to compete. He's going to play hard. He's going to find a way to score at least 10 points, and he's going to get some rebounds and um, do some things other people can't do on the court, just from natural instincts and competitive edge and, and things like that. So, yeah, he's, he's just a winner. And um, another one, I mean, all of our guys are, are super fun to coach, but he's, uh, you know, he's the ultimate competitor and hates to lose, which, which you love as a coach. Coach Matt Schaus of the Columbia City Eagles joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. And, you know, we talk about consistency with this team finding over the last month or so because it was kind of a weird first couple months when you looked at it. I mean, you guys uh, you drop a game at East Noble to open up any eight play. You mentioned beating Blackhawk Christian. Come back and lose to Concordia. You beat, uh, you beat Belmont. You, you beat um, some really good teams. You know, you took Warsaw to the brink, a really good team as well. It was like, man, for the first couple months, we're trying to figure out what Columbia City is, and then it seems like the past month 
it's all kind of clicked. Is there one particular thing you can point to as as why it's all come together, or just the process over the course of a season? Yeah, I think you. I think you're exactly right there. I mean, it took a little bit of time, and you know, even in though we have six losses, and, and five of those are by five points or less. So, I mean, we've been in every game except our game with Wayne, and um, I think the biggest, I think the biggest thing, and 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 it's not a bad problem to have, but Andrew Hedrick was a big piece for us last year. He did a lot for us, you know, offensively. He was scoring the basketball, or getting guys shots, and I think for us this year was just finding our identity and. Um, guys understanding their roles and, and what they need to do for us to, to be a better team and for us to beat um, teams and, and be consistent. Um, and I think we've been, you know, over the course of time and, and there were stretches where it wasn't easy and, you know, we, we weren't playing great basketball, but um, our guys stuck with it and, um, you know, found, you know, what their role needed to be, what they needed to do um, in, order, in order for us to, you know, kind of play the basketball that we're playing right now. Coach, when you look at the weekend, it's a two-game weekend for you. You get Leo at home. You get West Noble at home. And then after that, just two games remaining and uh, three of these yep. final four at home. What do you want to see uh, first off in a conference game tomorrow? That's uh, that's a big one, of course. And um, mm-hmm. I guess that's that's probably the, the most important one is tomorrow as you look at you guys tied yeah. with Belmont atop the NE8. So this is a huge one coming up tomorrow against Alliance. Absolutely. And we haven't at Columbia city won a conference for eight years or even had a piece of it, which um, I know DeKalb and, and Belmont play tonight. So we'll see how that shakes out. But, um, you know, I think it's fun. And I've told our guys, um, you know, this this past week is we've, we've put ourselves in a position um, to do something, to play a game of this meaning. Um, they should be proud of that and they should take advantage of this moment because there's teams, um, guys, players, you know, that don't get an opportunity to play for a championship um, and conference section or whatever it may be, and they have that opportunity. So we got to make sure we take advantage of it. And Leo's not um, – I don't think they are what their record is. They've lost a couple close battles, and uh, the ball didn't bounce their way a couple times because they have um, some tremendous basketball players, some guys who can make plays. I think they can score the basketball better than you know, just about anybody in, in the area. Um, so it'll be a tough one tomorrow, but it, it's fun to – you know, have this opportunity and, and play for a game with meaning and um, chance to, you know, bring conference back, which we haven't done in a while here. And when you look at it over the course of the final four games, Coach, you want to continue these good vibes of the past month or so. Maybe what's the most crucial thing to keep that going, not just into tomorrow's big game against Leo, but also the rest of the regular season and into the playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of unique, uh, our, our setup of our schedule in terms of only having – um, you know, it's almost like a football schedule after this week. We have a week to prepare for Northridge and then a week to prepare for Concordia. So um, I think it's really going to be uh, utilizing our practice time and still finding ways to get better and, and prepare for the sectional. Um, and because obviously Wayne being the favorite of our sectional, being a great team and a team that's going to be hard to beat. But, you know, everybody in our sectional um, has the ability to beat somebody. We saw Southside, you know, take off, take out lures, you know, the other night and played some good ball and, um, you know, everybody, Huntington North, New Haven, I don't think is what their record shows. Um, Homestead, you know, I think all these teams have the ability to beat anyone uh, of each other, you know, coming up here in a few weeks. So just really taking advantage of the time that we have in the gym to practice, um, finding ways to still get better, um, and then resting up a little bit. You know, it's been a grind of a season and, um, you know, getting our bodies, you know, back to 
it won't ever be it won't be 100 percent but you know getting them back up there getting our legs underneath us and um you know ready to make a, a run come the first of march coach i appreciate it six six straight wins and a big one coming up at home tomorrow night against leo good luck and we appreciate the time yep absolutely thank you that was coach matt Schaus of the columbia city eagles joining us here his team 13 and 6 overall this season tied atop the ne8 with belmont and it is a team in belmont that they have beaten the only loss for columbia city is in the ne8 was that opening ne8 game loss in mid-december to east noble on the road remember there are no tiebreakers in the ne8 so columbia city with a win tomorrow night will at least assure themselves of at least a share of the first ne8 title in eight years belmont will be at DeKalb tomorrow night. We'll see what the Braves are able to do there. We're going to take a break, come back. Back to girls basketball. Talk to Dave Randall of the Woodland Warriors, his team's first sectional championship in 34 years. We'll talk about that when we come back here on the High School Coaches Show, presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. If you've been channeling your sales strengths into a job that doesn't appreciate your potential, we understand. Brace yourself for an opportunity that might just surprise you. Join our dynamic team. It's not just a job, it's a marketing career where you'll shape solutions for local businesses, driving their success while building your own. Experience the best of both worlds with our mix of in-person and remote work, offering the flexibility you crave. Our investment in your success begins now. Text WINNER to 46862 and take our free talent assessment. Discover if you have what it takes to be our star account executive. We'll send you a free copy of your talent report. Text WINNER. W-I-N-N-E-R to 46862 and kickstart your journey to a new career home. 1380 The Fan is proudly part of Federated Media, an equal opportunity employer that values integrity, passion, and innovation. Embrace a new job for a new year with us. Get the latest knife info from one of the country's premium knife shops, Blade Man's Knife Shop at the Shops of Scott Road. There's a reason customers drive hours just to shop at Blade Man's in Port Wayne. Like custom knives but never had a chance to get to a knife show? Well, here's your chance. For one day only on Saturday, February 10th, a special event you won't want to miss. Hi, this is Mark, the owner of Blade Man's Knife Shop, and I'm excited to announce our new series we're starting, Meet the Maker. Starting Saturday, February 10th, we will welcome in Ben Bewitteman from Bewitteman Tactical. Ben has been making knives for many years and is a regular at Blade Show. Come out and check out his very unique knives and have a chance to chat and meet with him. That's one day only, Saturday, February 10th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Come out, meet Ben, and check out his unique knives and have a cup of coffee on me. Be in the know and follow Blade Man's on Facebook. Facebook and Instagram today. 10% discount to police and military, and now you can see the collection of Shun Knives, the finest in kitchen cutlery, available at Blade Man's Knife Shop in the shops of Scott Road. What if you went to your secret hiding place and found just a phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, make the call. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, chicken. Oh, okay. Uh, and, uh, wolf? Oh, a uh, wolf. Uh, uh, ooh! What about the tiny dog? Cat. Aww. Owl. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Dolphin. <laughs> what 
does the turkey say? Whale. Whale sound. Do the giraffe. Giraffe, really? Okay. Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. 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 You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You are listening to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone, to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse here for about 10 minutes, more minutes or so. Remember, coming up this weekend to be regional Saturday for the girls' basketball across the state, including the Woodland Warriors, who will be appearing in the regional round for the first time in 34 years. They'll be taking on Hamilton Heights at LaPel, 1 o'clock tip-off, and that'll be followed by LaPel and Eastbrook. But to talk about that matchup for Woodland and also the magical run last week uh, for the Warriors, Coach Dave Randall, who joins us right now. Evening, Coach. Hi, how are you, Justin? Not bad, and uh, congratulations again. Just how you drew it up, right? Coming back, going from the boys' <laughs> side to the girls' side, first year, and winning the first sectional championship in uh, 34 years for the program. You know, when, when, when we won it back in 2014 on the boys' side, I said, um, I'm a smart coach when I have really good players, and that, that holds true on the girls' side as well. You know, the girls played hard. Um, you know, that we've been playing well lately. And, um, yeah, kids, kids win games. I mean, so, and I, I've been lucky on both times to have some really good players. You guys dropped that uh, game to, to Jay County in the ACAC tournament uh, in, uh, just a couple weeks ago. And since then have been able to win six straight games, including three last week to win the sectional. What did you guys learn from that Jay County game? Because that was the second time around playing the Patriots. And then how did that fuel you going forward? Yeah, you know, lots of teams lost to Jay County this year. I mean, they lost three games, and two of them were to Hamilton Heights. But I I don't know. I think we um, – every game, you know, you, you watch film and you try to learn, okay, what could we do better? And I, what Jay County does, it, they just kind of show you what you need to work on because Sherry does a great job, and she's able to find weaknesses. And, you know, I watched that game, saw a couple things, and, you know, we got some kids healthy. Uh, Chloe Gaff has gotten – healthy the last few weeks and that's really changed a lot of the dynamics of our team and um so it's a combination of a lot of things but um yeah it's just been it, it's been fun it's been fun obviously this is when, when you want to play well so we're fortunately that's that time so and when you look at it coach you've got co- uh, contributions from some seniors and, and and juniors you mentioned uh gaff coming back has been a big part of that as a senior uh, but also a sophomore as well that has stepped up in Alyssa Anderson. So a, a solid mix for you all around. Yes, and um, I, you know, I, it, it's nice to obviously the senior leadership is, is why we're here. But um, to have younger kids step in, especially you know, even even in Chloe's case, this her, she's a senior, but it's her first year playing varsity. And you know, Alyssa Alyssa's as good an athlete as we have at Woodland. And um, you can you can just really see her getting better by the week almost. And um, for her to in a sectional final to have 23 points and 17 rebounds, I mean it just it just opens everything up. When you know you know we we really talk a lot about trying to hold teams to one contested shot, but for that to work, you got to finish the possession. And Alyssa and Chloe and 
you know, Taylor, our, our bigs up front are helping us finish possessions, and that, that really helps. So, yeah. Coach, when there are very few coaches that go from girls boys or, or boys girls. When you when you come back and you and you go on the girls side, how much do you get? I mean, the basics you can take, of course, where whoever you're coaching. But uh, what are maybe some of the things that you thought, okay, this is going to work, this isn't going to work, and and maybe is it a bit of a learning curve for you in coaching the girls? It was it was a learning. The basketball part's not that different, you right? Know what I mean, I think every every high school coach out there looks at who they've got, and they, they try. I, I think our job is, A, for the kids to have fun, but I think it's, B, to try to give them the best chance to win. And um, being my first year, it wasn't so much a girl thing. It's just my first year with the kids in general, and it took it took a while to see, okay, what, what can we lean into to give us the best chance to win? And it, it took us a while to figure that out, but I, I feel like we did. But, you know, girls and boys are the same. They they want to win, they want to get better, and they want to have fun. So that, that, I don't think that part ever changes, whether it's boys or girls, young or old. So, Coach Cobb, uh, Gary Cobb, prior to you, did, did a tremendous job in the last couple of seasons, got close, lost to Garrett by one last year. A couple of years ago, uh, lost that uh, epic 29-26 to 26 game to Angola to start the uh, sectional play. But what has kind of been the difference for this year that uh, really pushed Woodland over the top? Boy, that's hard to say. If, if I knew for certain, I'd probably write a book and make a lot of money. It's, um, you know, a lot of times it's just, I don't know, you know, sometimes shots fall that you don't expect to fall. Sometimes the matchup just works. That's hard to say because you're, you're right. I mean, Gary left me a, a good program, and they've I mean, they won 39 games the last two years. So they've had plenty of success. So I, I feel like in many ways, I mean, it, it's different kids, but, I mean, you know, Taylor's played four years varsity. Brooke played last year. So we it's I feel in many ways it's a continuation of what's happened the last two years. We just um we're able to make some plays and you know that, that sectional was so even though we could have replayed it ten times and had four different champions in my opinion. So fortunately the way it worked out it was our turn. And um I'm thrilled for these girls, um, because yeah, thirty four years is a long time. Coach Dave Randall, Woodland Warriors, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. And, Coach, you mentioned Hamilton Heights a bit earlier in terms of uh, wins over Jay County. They've only had two losses all season. Cameron Runner is one of the best basketball players in the state of Indiana. What uh, what else do you know about Heights? How are you guys preparing? And what are going to be the keys on Saturday? It's just they're hard. <clears throat> they're a tough matchup because, yes, Cameron's very good. She's, she's as good a basketball player as it was in the state of Indiana. But she's got teammates who can shoot it too, and they're they're very good at leaning into what they do, which is a lot of drive and dish, um, you know, drive, kick out to a shooter. If that doesn't work, she drives. There there are a lot of ways. They're very similar to Norwell. They play a lot of three quarter court, half court trap. They're trying to speed you up. They're trying to, you know, get you get you to play a little frenetically, and they can all shoot. So as as a defensive matchup, you you can't really zero in on one, but uh, the thing that makes Cameron so difficult is she can get to the rim against just about anybody. And if you really start sagging, you know, she's got range 23, 24 feet out. So and if you foul her, she's shooting 91% from the free throw line. So, um, but I, we're excited for the challenge. I mean, I feel like we can do some things that are going to give them problems too. So I'm, we're all anxious to see how that plays out on Saturday. After. We're just happy to still be playing basketball. We get to hang out together another week. 
we get to play another week, and you know we're we're very cognizant of how fortunate we are to be doing that. Coach, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you about the regional round. Of course, they've made the adjustment. It's just one game in the regional, two in the semi-state. When you coached on the boys' side, it was the opposite. Is it anything any different coming out of sectional and only preparing for one game as opposed to to two and potentially scouting, you know, any of three different teams in the regional? Is it is it just kind of make maybe you're eventually going to do it just in the semi-state round? In terms of a coach, I guess, do you see it as a big deal? Oh, it, it's certainly um, a little less work. I mean, I've watched a lot of film the last few days, but I remember back in 2014, you know, I had three scouting reports ready to go. The one we were playing, and we had to get Winnemac, and unfortunately we didn't do that. But, you know, we had Westview and Michigan City. Those were ready to go. And I remember, I still remember the vanilla folders I had ready to go. And um, had we won that game, you know, we had to sit around and wait for the second game. So we were the first game that day. And, um, you know, obviously it didn't pan out, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, it's only having to prepare for one. You know, when you look around, what if we were at a thing and we had, you know, like you know, Norwell and somebody else on the other side, we have, it's just hard. But, you know, hopefully we'll have that problem next week. We'll see. Yeah, worry about, when you, about it when you have to, for sure. Uh, Coach? <laughs> Coach, I appreciate it. Congratulations on the uh, great season. And uh, I know you'll point to the girls as really being this difference-making maker, but definitely a cool thing for Woodburn. First sectional championship in girls' basketball in 34 years. And we appreciate the time. And hopefully the girls didn't eat all your rolls and uh, honey butter at Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, we should have gave them a heads up. I was bringing 20 teenage girls. Those rolls (laughs) are going to go ahead of them. All right, buddy. (laughs) I appreciate it. Take care. Good luck Saturday. Thanks, Justin. That was Dave Randall, head coach of the Woodland Warriors, in his first season uh, on the girls' side for the Warriors and, of course, coached the Woodland boys for a while and and had some success there and kind of stepped away. And now in his first year back, he is at the helm of a sectional championship-winning program for the first time in 34 years and only just the third-ever sectional championship for Woodland prior years, 1985 and 1990, the last uh, times that the Woodland Warriors won a sectional championship prior to this year. The um, the challenge coming up on Saturday, Herculean against Hamilton Heights, which is, is one of the best 3A teams in the entire state, and some would argue maybe one of the most complete basketball teams, regardless of class, in the entire state of Indiana. But uh, as Coach Randall said, to the, just have another week of practice and, and hanging out and going to Texas Roadhouse on a Thursday night, uh, you can't beat that. So congratulations to Woodland Warriors, 18-8, and eight after beating Concordia 53-45 to 45 in the sectional championship game last Saturday at Garrett. That's going to do it for us for this evening. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks to Coach Dave Randall of the Woodland Warriors. Thanks to Coach... Matt Schaus of the Columbia City Eagles. Reggie Tharp, head girls basketball coach at Snyder, and we kicked it off at the top of the hour with our buddy Dan Vance from outside the huddle. Plenty of basketball coming up tonight. Pacers Warriors, pregame starts after the break. Tomorrow night, Snyder Panthers, Bishop Lures Knights. You can hear it here, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM, around 730. And then, of course, regional games coming up throughout the state on Saturday in girls' hoops. We'll be back next Thursday, 6 o'clock. We'll see who we have still playing on the girls' side of things and delve deeper as we approach time to crown champions 
on the boys' basketball side of things. That's going to do it for us, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Justin Kenny. This has been the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Thanks for listening to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100. Podcasts by Federated Media.